0: and deliver that State of the Union address in no part of your mind or brain can you imagine Donald Trump standing up one day and delivering a State of the Union address? Well, I can imagine it uh, in a Saturday night skit. I continue to believe Mr. Trump Trump will not be president. He will never be president of the United States. Donald Trump will never be elected president of the United States. Now, Donald Trump... ...is not going to become president of the United States. Donald Trump is not going to be president of the United States. However respectful of the fact that the people have not voted, he's not going to be president of the United States. Donald Trump is not going to be president of the United States. Let's be clear. Donald Trump will lose the election. I have one thing to say, one thing only. And that is that this race is over. I think Donald Trump will be the nominee and will lose badly. No one's going to be happier than President Obama when Trump loses. Uh, you no know one, what? except for me. I think that Donald Trump's campaign is over. Like it's, it's a zombie, point. right? Like it's a walking dead. It's not, there's nowhere for him to go. And the fact that most people think Donald Trump is going to lose probably means... Donald Trump is going to lose. <laughs> the other- when the inevitable happens, which is a very substantial landslide victory on November 8th. And we need, when this race is over, to talk about why that was. I, I personally think this race is over. To me, this race is over. Politico's latest survey of political insiders agrees, quote, Clinton will crush Trump in November. Well, at real Donald Trump, at least I will go down as a president. Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. It's a couple days after uh, Election Day here uh, in the United States. I know many of you are listening around uh, the globe today. I appreciate you listening. Uh, Today's Friday. And uh, I feel like I'm just starting to sort of come out from underneath this sort of fog. Unfortunately, our nation is not doing so well. Uh, here in the United States, there is rioting and looting. Uh, last night in my home uh, city of Portland, Oregon, uh, my husband and I live about 30 minutes from Portland, uh, people were being recorded. Young people were being recorded in the streets, smashing windows, breaking things in in public parks uh, and... Uh, And calling it a protest Uh, these are not protests. These are riots and we've got problems in our nation and clearly uh, The election of a president who people said would never be elected president is bringing some of those problems to the surface I want to talk to you today about the power of prayer because as I said on wednesday in the podcast I really believe that what we saw happen on tuesday was god bringing this nation back from the brink of absolute moral uh uh chaos i mean we're already there right we can see it in our students but god has a lot to say about the way that he views human beings uh, jesus said in matthew 19 verse 26 jesus looked at them intently and said humanly speaking it is impossible but with god Everything is possible and I think we've just learned that the media the political elites even the devil himself is no match for the lord of heaven's armies And today I want to take the opportunity to just encourage you first of all like I did on on wednesday I'm going to encourage you to be kind to each other This is not a time to gloat, but it is definitely a time for christians Especially to take a, a step back and remember again the power of god we serve an incredibly powerful God. And I really believe he was the one who turned the tide of an election. The Bible says that he uses uh, the foolishness of people to shame the wise. And he uses the foolish things of this earth to shame the wise. And certainly we saw that happen on Tuesday night. But the Bible also says that the prayers of righteous people are powerful. James 5, verse 16, confess your sins. I love how the Bible starts out that way. And we see this uh, this narrative over and over in scripture. Uh, we, it starts with confessing our sin. Confess your sin to each other and pray for each other so that you might be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. So we hear all the time the verse, uh, at least the part of the verse that says that the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective, but what we, we don't often say is the first part of that verse, which says confess your sin to each other and pray for each other. So that you might be healed and I don't know about you, but I have been praying for the healing uh, To begin in our nation and it's not going to he it's not going to begin with the election of donald trump It's going to begin with god's people continuing to be on their faces before the lord in prayer We can we can uh, pray in faith james 1 6 says but when you ask for wisdom When you ask for anything You must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. Uh, We have been, and I've talked about it many, many times on the podcast, we are in a state of moral decline and spiritual decline in this nation such as I have never seen in my lifetime, but we are also beginning to see Again, the power of prayer. Uh, Statistics are beginning to come in now. They're saying this was the largest evangelical turnout in an uh, an election in almost a generation. The largest uh, uh, voting block of evangelicals came out in this election. Uh, Also, uh, Donald Trump got most. uh, He got the largest number of black votes in. A generation of elections, the largest number of Latino votes in a generation of elections. So we're seeing all across the board, uh, even though the narrative, I believe, in the culture right now is that uh, this was, you know, the election was won by uh, white bigoted racists. Uh, I don't think that's true at all. I'm a white, but I'm not a racist. And we're going to be talking about this a little bit more next week on the podcast. I'm going to have some friends, I have some friends of color who have been messaging me, particularly on Instagram and some other places, uh, wanting me to address the racial divide in this country. And there is a racial divide in this country, but I don't believe that it, it, it is as severe as the media would like us to believe. The media just spent the last year and a half uh, lying to us and trying to determine for themselves the outcome of the election. And I just wanna say, we get to determine as God's people what the outcome is going to be of this election in terms of our relationships with each other. And it starts with prayer. We need to come before the Lord in prayer. The Bible says we're supposed to be praying continually. So now that the election is over, is no time for us to be sitting back and going, all right, well, I guess uh, I guess that's over and stop praying, whether you wanted him to win or not. Uh, if you didn't want him to win, uh, you have lots of reason to pray, right? Because you're fearful and uh, and maybe a little bit discouraged. If you did want him to win, I think that the tendency is to say, well, we we got our prayers answered, then go back to business as usual. Can I just say, we are called to give thanks in all circumstances. The Bible says in First Thessalonians 5, 17 and 18, pray continually when? Continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. So whether you wanted him to win or not, we, we're we called to give thanks in all circumstances. Why? Because this is God's will for us in Christ Jesus. This is what he wants us to do. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And then, there's a lot of if and thens in the Bible. And then, you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. This is why prayer is so powerful. The Bible says that we tell him what we need, we thank him for all he has done. In other words, he wants our praise. And then in return, we get to experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And based on what I'm seeing in the nation right now, uh, particularly in some of our uh, our biggest cities, uh, we're seeing people that don't have the peace that passes understanding. Men and women, this nation needs Jesus. That's what we need. So I I am I am praying. Uh, last night I had the the privilege of going to my son in law and daughter's church, and they had a, a prayer meeting, and I attended last night and was blown away by the prayers of the men and women who were there because. I didn't hear a single person gloating. I heard a lot of people praising, but a lot of people just saying, Father, heal our nation. Help Christians to be the salt and the light that you've called us to be. Help us to go into the inner cities and and alleviate some of the suffering that we see there. This is no time for us to uh, sit back on our, on our laurels and just decide that uh, it's over. Also, I wanna point something out, uh, and I said this on Wednesday, and I'm gonna say it again because I just can't get over it. <laughs> uh, we can dare to pray for great things. We can pray that God will turn the tide of a nation The Bible says that God cares about the nations. He also says, uh, God's word also says that the nations are judged according to the things that they have done. And so I believe this nation is still under judgment. We have so much uh, to be in prayer about. But the Bible says we can pray for great things. Check it out. Uh, James refers back to the story of Elijah. In James 5, 17, I was reading this the other day and it just uh, occurred to me how often the uh, writers of the New Testament refer to the amazing things that God did in the Old Testament. And uh, Elijah, Elijah, according to James, this is what, uh, I'll just read it to you. Elijah uh, was a human being. This is James 5, 17 and 18. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it didn't. It did not rain on the land for three and a half years. You guys, that's a lot of praying. I've been praying my guts out for this nation for the last year. And I can tell you, it's exhausting. It's exhausting because prayer is warfare. Some of you are praying for things in your life right now that you've been praying for for years. Some of you are praying for unsaved loved ones. Some of you are praying for revival in the church. Some of you are praying for uh, for marriage to be healed, and you're still struggling. Some of you are praying for your finances to improve, and they still haven't. But God says that we can dare to pray. For great things like Elijah did. And sometimes it takes a long time. Elijah prayed for three and a half years, three and a half years. The Bible said he didn't just pray. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And I got to thinking, okay, Elijah prayed for three and a half years that it would not rain. I'm saying we pray right now for the next three and a half years that this nation would turn back to God. That's a tall order. That's going to require spiritual discipline, but we need to pray that our nation would turn back to God So i'm going to i'll finish this verse. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain And it didn't for three and a half years again He prayed and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its crops The bible says in psalm 34 that the eyes of the lord are on the righteous his ears are open to their cry The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves those who have a contrite spirit. Oh, men and women, we have a chance right now to be exactly who God says we are, salt and light, to believe in the power of prayer. And rather than gloating, which I'm seeing so many unkind things uh, coming through social media right now, but I wanna encourage you, we need to be humble before the Lord. We need to be saying, okay, Father, there's work to do. In Nehemiah 4, the Bible records, Nehemiah said, we prayed to our God because of them. We set up a guard against them day and night. We need to set up a guard against the enemy of our soul coming in and either distracting us from the work that's in front of us as believers in this nation or pitting us against each other. The enemy is not your political enemy. The enemy is the enemy of your soul, and we need to be seeking unity, particularly in the church. It has to start there. It has to start with God's people. We need to cry out for a move of God. Uh, last night in, in, uh, at the prayer meeting that I attended, I was talking about my um, frustration and praying over it, my frustration with so many in the church today who are walking away from the authority of scripture. And I prayed earnestly, God, bring us back to the centrality and the uh, authority of your word, help us lean on it. Well, when we were done uh, praying, a woman right next to me, I think she was kind of rebuking me a little bit. Uh, She said, you know, she said she was basically tired of the church talking about the truth of the Bible, we need to go to the Bible. Why why are we always saying we have to go to the Bible? She said, the power is found in the spirit. The power is found when we pray in the spirit. And I thought, you know what? She's right, to a point. (laughs) The Bible says that we're called to worship God in spirit and in truth. So that means that the truth and the authority of scripture is right. But we also need not forget that God wants our prayers. And we saw that on Tuesday how God answered the prayers of so many tens of thousands, I would say even millions of people praying. I don't know if you saw what was happening in Jerusalem. Wow, and that didn't give you goosebumps. Look it up, Google it. Google uh, prayer in Jerusalem on the night of the uh, United States elections. Those people were praying that God would spare both of our nations from what would have surely been judgment. And we need to, there needs to be a move of God and move of the spirit in this nation. So absolutely. But we are called to worship God in spirit and in truth. And if we just do it in the spirit and we all get all, we get all emotional and we're always just crying out to God, but we don't know what his word says, we're gonna be in a ditch. And the church is in a ditch. A lot of Christians are in a ditch right now in this emotional, spirit-driven, emotional, not not spirit-driven, emotion-driven relationship with God. That's a ditch. And the other ditch is the ditch where all we ever do is read the Bible and we're so heavenly minded, we're of no earthly good. This is also a ditch. And the devil doesn't care which ditch he knocks you into so long as he has you in a ditch. So I just want to encourage you today, the men and women of God, those of you who are listening, uh, God calls us to worship him in spirit and in truth. We need to be in his word. Father, what do you have to say? God cares about the cause of the poor and the needy. He cares about the unborn. He says that he numbered the hairs on our head And before we even took a breath, God had a plan for our life. So God cares about these things. And as I've said over and over on the podcast, we need to be praying as a nation, Father, break our hearts for what breaks yours. We need to move into the inner cities and begin to bring healing and hope. The riots that you see happening around the United States right now are coming from people who don't know Jesus, I assure you. And they're looking for hope and change and they thought it was gonna be found in a president. And when they didn't get what they wanted, we're seeing despair and we're seeing riots and looting. And we need to be able to come in there and fill that void with Jesus. Jesus is the healer. Jesus is the one who answers prayers. Jesus is the one who is going to be able to unite uh, this country again, and it's going to start with the church. I want to end with Isaiah 55, verse 6 today. It says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Men and women, he is near right now, and we need to seek him. The Bible says, seek him while he may be found. We have an opportunity right now. We've been given a chance to to be exactly who God says we are, to turn from our sin and to begin to live as the people that God says we are. Billy Graham said, to get nations back on their feet, we must first get down on our knees. And boy, if that's not the truth. I hope that you'll join me in just praying every day, set time aside. For those of you who have not uh, found my scripture writing challenge, uh, I have a scripture writing challenge on my blog at heidisaintjohn.com forward slash scripture writing. There are free downloads and you can get into the word of God every day, just five or 10 minutes every day. And I want to encourage you be in the word, be in prayer. Let's commit to praying every day for the next three and a half years for revival in this nation. There are so many things happening, so much wickedness in the United States of America right now. And God has given us a chance to turn the tide on that. We do it by speaking the truth in love. And I want to say, you know, people keep saying make America great again, and I just want to say make America godly. Make America a godly nation again. We need to come back to that. So, Father, forgive us for all of the years that we have spent squandering the opportunity that you've given us. Father, we pray for peace in our nation. Lord, I pray that the that the church would be exactly who you called us to be. That we would be salt and light, that we would bring your peace to a generation that is desperate for it. Father, I pray that you give us opportunities to go on to college campuses and proclaim the truth of your word. Father, I pray that you would be with President-elect Trump and uh, with uh, all of the team that surrounds him. Father, I pray that you would help them to make wise and righteous decisions. Your word says, Father, that if your people who are called by your name would humble themselves and pray and turn from their wickedness, that you would hear from heaven and forgive our sin and heal our land. And so, Father, that's our prayer, continuing. We are continuing to pray this as we go forward. Father, bring unity. We love you so much, Lord. We thank you that your word is sovereign and that you are sovereign over all things and that you hear the prayers of your people. Father, I pray that our hearts would be continued to be burdened for this nation, and this would be the beginning of our prayer, not the end. We love you, Father, and look forward to what you're doing and what you're going to do in our nation in the years to come. In the powerful name of Jesus, I pray, amen. For those of you who are uh, curious about my blog, I hope that you'll share this podcast with your friends. We're gonna continue talking about what God is doing in this nation. We're also gonna be talking about homeschooling. The holidays are coming up. I've got a couple of fun things coming up on the podcast for you. Um, and I, I'd love to hear your feedback. If you'd like to reach me, you can do that by emailing me at podcast at the busy mom dot com. Uh, those emails do go to a staff of people, so if you're trying to reach me directly, that still is the best way to do it, and those emails eventually will get filtered down to me. I'd love to hear your show ideas, love to hear your questions. Uh, we're going to be having some, uh, I'm going to have some of my friends come on the podcast next week, and we're going to talk about ways to heal the racial divide in our nation right now, but I just want to encourage you, I don't actually need to hear from anybody to know how to heal the racial divide in this country, because the racial divide's going to be healed by Jesus. He doesn't see us as black or white or Latino. He sees us as men and women in need of a Savior. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit next week. In the meantime, I hope you guys will uh, continue to be in prayer for our nation. Don't forget to head on over to iTunes and subscribe if you haven't done that already. You can subscribe also to my blog, and every time my podcast airs, it'll be delivered to your inbox. I appreciate you listening. Thanks for for sharing the Busy Mom podcast. See you back here next time. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.